All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Garage Podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture show on the interwebs. I am your host, David Dassaw, and joined with me is my brand new co-host, Mr. Zach Wills. How are you doing, Mr. Zach Wills? I like to eat, eat, eat <laughs> apples and bananas. You don't have day. a toddler. You don't have a toddler, do you? <laughs> oat, oat, oat. Yeah. Are, do, did you guys do simple songs for your kids? Uh, we no. Um, we, we did like all the contemporary stuff, like yeah. like Baby Shark and oh yeah, um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I actually did. You see that screenshot that I posted on Facebook earlier um, this week of. Um, it was my release radar for Spotify and it was like yeah, basically yeah. all the bands that I listened to except uh, like Thomas, the tank engine, like apparently it, like Thomas just dropped a new brand new hot track. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, like my post was like, all right, my son is officially fucking up my Spotify algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you been listening to monster mash since July, David? <laughs> I don't know. What I just learned is that Pam really hates Monster Mash. I mean, do not bring it up in front of Pam ever. Whatever you do, do not bring up Monster Mash. Uh, okay. Well, um, so we are, uh, in fact, here to talk about some nerdy shit, right? Uh, not uh, like toddlers music and, and whatnot. Um, at least that I know of, right? Isn't that the deal? Isn't that the deal that we came up with? Wait, what podcast am I on? <laughs> I thought this was the dad podcast. Uh, not today. That's that's tomorrow. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we have a another nerdy news update for you um, this week. I know we just did one a couple weeks ago, but we uh, we are trying to do these a little bit more frequently because uh, we know that you guys like the contemporary news. We like to hit on some contemporary uh, news items every once in a while to balance out the evergreen content. So uh, that's what we're here to do. Um, Zach, are you pumped for it? I know you're pumped. Pins and needles. <clears throat> Pins and needles, my friend. Uh, yeah. So before we get to that, actually, um, we had kind of sort of, but not really a Facebook poll. Um, we, uh, it was just a, a simple post and request, uh, on the, the Facebook group, um, looking for suggestions on Halloween topics. Uh, not that we're lazy and can't figure it out for ourselves, but you know, we, we like to open the floor up for discussions every once in a while because it doesn't mm. make sense for a <laughs> big to differ. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense for us two jabronis to just talk about whatever we want to talk about all the time. Right. Like it, it makes sense to every once in a while indulge the good people the the good listeners and fans of the podcast and, and talk about some things that they want to hear. Of so, course. uh, we did get some, some good suggestions like, a, uh, I mean, it's all, uh, it's all either like horror movie or like Halloween themed related. Uh, most of mm-hmm. the responses that we got, like someone suggested uh, best Halloween memories. I thought that was a pretty solid one. Uh, 
one of our good buddies, Mac, that's been on the podcast several times. He suggested, uh, this was one of my favorites, actually, like best sequels versus worst sequels uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to horror movies. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I actually reached out to him after he gave that comment and uh, asked him for some examples because I was like, this is so good. And I'm blinded by how good the suggestion is to like some actual examples of what we could talk about. Um, so yeah, we, we may go with that. Um, one, uh, one of my really good friends, Amanda, she suggested uh, like a history of Halloween, maybe from like different cultures, uh, mm-hmm. how different cultures, uh, in parts of the world celebrate it, uh, mm-hmm. just the origins of Halloween in general. Um, so yeah, we definitely got some good suggestions. Uh, Zach, how are you feeling about these suggestions? Do you think they're pretty solid? Love the history of Halloween one. Um, I, I like mm-hmm. learning about the history of our holidays. Uh, there's a couple books that I try to at least pick up every year. Uh, one for mm-hmm. the 4th of July, one for Thanksgiving. And I, I do love reading about like the Salem witch trials and how we perceived ghosts throughout our history, because that's, that's a pretty cool topic and how some of the writing from like, I forget what time period it was, but the devil was like really pronounced in literature. Like the devil was always in the woods. And that was like in the early settling of the country because they were so afraid of what might be lurking in the woods. So that was, that was another one. And they were afraid obviously of like the natives, but right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I like reading about that stuff. So I definitely am looking forward to that one. I don't know what I'm going to bring to the horror discussion because I'm a huge pansy and I don't watch a lot of <laughs> horror movies. I like the, uh, the supernatural aspect though. I like ghosts. Okay. I, I desperately yeah. want to see or witness a ghost, although I'm terrified of it. <laughs> that, that combination makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough. Uh, it's like that that fascination where you, you like, I desperately want to have an encounter, yeah. but at the same time, it, the idea, the very thought of it is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Do you have it's, any, uh, do you have any recurring dreams or themes of dreams? Uh, just in general or yeah. like, um, <laughs> so one, you'll be able to appreciate this. I it, it's, it's borderline dream slash nightmare. Um, I'd say it's just mm-hmm. a dream because it's not anyways. Um, so it is pretty much my only recurring dream and I'm back working at Olive Garden. Um, and <laughs> yeah. At, <laughs> for, for the, the listeners that aren't aware, Zach and I, we first met working at Olive Garden. Um, I've had that dream. So, yeah, uh, it is uh, pretty much my only recurring dream that I have, um, and it's terrifying because I don't want to go <laughs> work there. And the circumstances of me having to go back and work at Olive Garden, like it's always like present uh, and uh, relevant to my current situation. Like it's never like a hypothetical scenario where I'm back in my early twenties working at Olive Garden. It's never that it's always, I am a 35 year old man and I like lost my job. And so I have to go back to Olive Garden, like hat in hand and be like, please sir, Can I have my job back? And uh, you can, and but it's I- never ending pasta bowl month. No, <laughs> <laughs> not to disparage uh, not to disparage anybody in the service industry obviously you can do well in the service industry industry and all that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah we uh that so you have the you have the job you used to have and i know this for a fact 
and there are other pilots out there who dream about having to fly an airplane they haven't flown in a while. That's mm-hmm. that's one that I've talked to more than two people. They have that same recurring dream. Um, Interesting. I have the uh, problem you can't solve dreams where you're trying to accomplish a task and for some reason you just can't. Every, everything's, everything keeps going wrong. But another one mm-hmm. I have is um, ghosts. I dream about ghosts. And it's never like seeing a ghost. It's always things moving that shouldn't be moving or moving on their own or like I can't move Ooh. because I'm being held. Yeah, I have those um, not irregularly for some reason. That's that's uh, so are they would you consider those more dreams or nightmares? I don't consider it. I don't wake up in a panic. I do have like an elevated heart rate, mm. but I don't like startle awake. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's yeah, that, that's, that makes sense. That, that is one thing that I do continually dream. I have that theme and that's maybe why I just want to see a ghost. I don't know. Maybe that's okay. my subconscious telling me that I want to see a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um, no matter what, it, whenever I have like a super complex, like fucking just super bizarre dream, like I always feel like it's my brain just working shit out. Like, I think that might be just dreams in general, but I, I feel like, you know, if you have a weird dream like that, your brain is just like this big tangled ball of yarn. Yeah. <clears throat> and by the end, by the end of the, uh, of the dream, when you wake up, like it's kind of like the yarn is like all unknotted and stuff, but still you're kind of left with like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anyways, um, so, so yeah, we definitely have a lot to go off of with our Halloween, potential Halloween topics. And uh, I'm really excited to, uh, Zach, for us to kind of talk a little bit more off air and finalize some of these. And um, Yeah, we don't have a lot mail. of time left, do we? How many weeks in September? We got one more week and then four in October. So that's only five yeah, episodes. Yeah, we got uh, we got this episode and then one more next week for September and then... Yeah, so we got to get our shit together, buddy. <laughs> well, maybe we can maybe we can bleed into November too, because Thanksgiving. Who really cares? What do you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, we eat a lot. So do we, and that's really like all there is to talk about with that. <laughs> yeah i I think that's what what we ended up doing last uh, year too. Uh, Ted and I we we just had some uh, I don't know what do you call a spillover pour over episodes where like we just couldn't get them in on time. Yeah. to uh, like as bonus episodes and we were like fuck it we'll just release them as regular episodes so mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what we ended up doing and so for like the first two weeks of november it was like surprise it's more horror themed episodes <laughs> why not or spooky themed yeah i know right um all right well uh zach shall we pour into our nerdy news for the week hit me baby one more time cool free britney uh <laughs> it is it isn't she officially emancipated from her fucking asshole of a dad yeah uh, the conservatorship i th- uh, i can't remember i saw an article where the judge agreed to release it i don't really know i'm not going to speak on it because i don't know we did have a uh, free britney sign yeah. hanging over our driveway for about a month <laughs> excellent that is that is great to hear um, I, I say that with utmost sincerity, actually, because, um, that yeah, fuck whole that situation guy. is, is, yeah, fuck that guy in particular, um, yeah. right in the ass. Um, 
in the most <laughs> uncomfortable way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, getting on to the news. Um, do uh, do you want to start us off? Do you, do you have anything to kick this baby off, or do you want me to kick this baby off? Yeah, let me. I've only got a few. Um, when I was talking about the Disney annual passes an episode or two ago, um, there's sure. one thing I missed that I just learned. Apparently. And honestly, I just heard this in passing and I didn't confirm it, but apparently uh, you can't get monthly payments. You know how they have like a monthly payment plan unless you pay in person. So I think this is just another Mm. way to like restrict people from having the monthly option. They want you to either pay in full or not be an annual pass holder and just pay uh, each time you come. So that is one thing I forgot. Um, That's something I'm going to have to contend with um, as soon as we can get our daughter uh, vaccinated. That's I'm going to buy them that day. So I was going to just wait till I go and then get the monthly payments, but I don't want to have to coordinate, you know, with a two-year-old stopping, buying the passes and having to go through all that stuff. Um, Let's see. What's up? So uh, does that mean that you would have to go to Disney every month and like make a payment or is that just like the initial purchase? Correct. So if you want the monthly okay. option to my, my understanding is you have to actually go and get them when you go to the park and, and sign up there. Otherwise okay. I, th- I think you have to pay full price again. I haven't logged on and tried to buy them yet, so I don't know, but that's what sure. I heard today. Actually, I heard that on another, another YouTube's um, so, ooh, something else I'm excited for uh, many saints of Newark. Have you seen this? Uh, oh yes. Uh, super pumped about that. I, uh, yep. I'm, wasn't a so i really liked the sopranos um mafia and uh like mafia stuff like doesn't get me super jazz like it does a lot of people but i do appreciate it um Mm -hmm. i appreciate the show objectively so i and i am really excited about this show i'm excited that um what's his name uh uh uh, tony soprano uh the the guy that played him Gandolfini, James. Yes, James Gandolfini. His son is actually playing young Tony Soprano. Yeah. I was yeah. really excited to hear about that. So, uh, but yes, since you bring it up, I'm assuming that you're relatively excited for it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I watched The Sopranos through probably twice. I, I loved it. I couldn't I couldn't okay. get enough of it. I, I I do like the mob uh the mob movies. So that yeah. was one thing I wanted to point out to people if you haven't heard about it that's something to look for because that's going to be really great. I don't know what it's on. It might be HBO, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what they're planning on releasing it on. Um, I don't that, remember. this Just, whole, yeah, yeah, this whole like movies coming to theaters and streaming services at the same time is like, excuse me. It's really snowballing. Like, HBO Max. I, I don't know if you'd consider them the first to do this, uh, but I feel like they kickstarted this new, some new movement uh, because, like, Halloween Kills uh, is doing the same thing. Where uh, same uh, day as uh, it comes out in theaters, it will be streaming on Peacock, which I'm actually now kind of glad I held on to my Peacock subscription because I'm I'm like one of three people that has it. Um, everyone else is. Do you have it too? Yeah, I bought it just for The Office. Yeah, me too. Me, uh, The Office and Parks and Rec. Uh, yep. But yeah, now I'll be able to watch uh, Halloween Kills when it whenever it comes out. And to to all you like uh, 
uh, naysayers or, you know, people that might be like, oh, I th- fucker, I thought you supported movie theaters. You are correct. I support movie theaters and I would gladly go see this movie in the movie theater. But um, I don't really have anyone to go see movies with right now uh mm-hmm. and uh, aside from my wife and if she comes with me then we need a sitter and it's not super easy finding a sitter just in general especially nowadays but yeah. a sit- sitter that wants to watch two kids that have autism um so because it's a challenge a, a little bit um but uh anyways so um but yeah that's uh sorry i i just kind of took over thing there um, no no it's okay about um, yeah let me see i think i only had like one or two more things i wanted to bring up for people uh there's a new harry potter park coming apparently um yeah uh it's going to be it's it's not they're they're careful not to call it an amusement park Uh, they're calling it like a a walking tour but it's Mm. supposed to be pretty big i had an article an article. I'm trying to articulate better when I speak into the microphone. Hang on, let me You're get this for great. you because I'm I so want to make proud sure of you. Crushing it. Aren't you glad you tapped me for this, David? Um, I did. I tapped that so hard. <laughs> <laughs> really glad I decided to do, to do this. Um, no, so they say uh, construction has finally started on the Harry Potter attraction planned for the site. Um, it's going to be in Tokyo. Hmm. So okay. you got you to gotta fly to Tokyo, but opening of the 30,000 square meter park metric system. This is America. Um, Warner Brothers Studio Tour Tokyo, Warner Brothers Japan and Seibu Railway. The owner of the site are partnering on the construction. Um, let's see the attraction, which the studio tour Tokyo site is careful to describe as a walking tour and not a theme park uh, will feature a replica soundstage and backlot outdoor area from the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts film uh, series. So basically, I think what they're saying is this is like the Universal uh, Warner Brothers studio tour uh, in London. Mm-hmm. It's going to okay. be that that sort of thing. Um, opening in 2023, I think. And okay. 6,000 visitors per day is the capacity. And you know. Oh, wow. They're actually slapping a capacity on that. That's for that- now, apparently. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, I am pro capacity. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. even if you have to get on a wait list, like, I mean, that's that's the thing about like amusement parks and shit like that is is like you go and it's super fucking crowded. Like, you end up waiting six hours for one ride. Yeah, I know. Um, well, that's what that's but, what Disney had to do. The the number one complaint was crowds. It's overcrowded. Yeah. It's overcrowded. Well, how do we reduce capacity and still make money? Because we lost a lot during the pandy. Um, Mm -hmm. you just got to charge more per person and it is what it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, that that's really cool. I, I go the fuck out of, uh, that, well, I, that didn't come out right. Um, I would, I would definitely go to that walking tour. Um, I would definitely fly to Japan for that shit. That, that sounds like fun. I've always wanted to, wanted to go to Japan anyways. So yeah, I've I've wanted to check it out. My dad's actually been a few times. He did it for work. Um, okay. So that's all I got about that. Um, do you take in any trash TV, David? Um, it depends Spe- on what... Sp- specifically the what Housewives series. Uh, I do not. 
<laughs> well, the wife and I do. Amada and I uh, have been watching uh, Real Housewives Salt Lake City. And mm-hmm. season one is already out. So for anybody who's into like trash TV and like that little that little niche of entertainment, uh, season two of uh, Salt Lake City uh, Housewives is out. And back earlier this year, one of the uh, housewives, Jen Shaw, was arrested uh, for fraud. Mm-hmm. And apparently that happened while they were still filming season two and were two episodes in. So that's great for everybody who's a fan. Can't wait to watch that uh, unfold. If you, if you if you have access to it through anything, just go back and just like pick any of them. You know, New Jersey, Salt Lake City. Uh, pick, pick any of them and just watch the reunion episodes and just the beautiful mm-hmm. dis- disaster of it is these people. It's just mostly white rich women screaming at each other. It's so good. Is, so is the premise to like, are they all locked in a house together or do they just no. like find a, find a bunch of like rich white women that have uh, well-to-do families and husbands and they're, they're like, okay, now like congregate and then we're going to write a script for you. Uh, and then you're going to argue about like um, X, Y, and Z bullet points. I shouldn't say that it's predominantly white. They do a good job of like, having a real mixed bag and cast and stuff like that. But it's, it, it focuses on these wives who are either business owners themselves or like inherited wealth or like have husbands who have a lot of money. Some of them, some of them, that's the case, but it's like watching these people, these, these families just spend way beyond their means. And it's all about appearance. Like it's all about appearing rich, right? Very few of them right. are like actually wealthy. And like have successful businesses and stuff like that. Some of them just like go way beyond like this, this Jin Shaw character, uh, the house that they were in the Shaw Chateau um, in season one is it was apparently like an Airbnb. It came out that they, they were, she was just renting it for the show. And it was like this, <laughs> Mc, this McMansion. <laughs> Every, yeah, I'm not kidding. Everybody drives a uh. Porsche or a Range Rover or, you know, something. Right. And it's just like, opulence nothing but opulence and it's all just a show it's it's so oh my good. god yeah wow it's it's really entertaining yeah uh i don't really get into those shows too much uh, I, I just my slate is so overcrowded already that there is like very little wiggle room for uh anything like i i've my calendar has been booked solid with just nothing but horror movies like i know i mm-hmm. i showed you that poster that i just got that scratch off poster of like the 100 most classic or essential horror movies and uh it it starts in chronological or it goes in chronological order of release date so like the first like 10 movies are pre um like talkies um, era so they're all silent movies which is like challenging because I'm used to uh, watching like contemporary horror flicks or at least ones from like the 70s and 80s uh, but the upside is that they're so fucking old that they're in the public domain and they're free like on YouTube or uh, mm-hmm. streaming services so um, that's that's basically been the thing that's been occupying my time if i'm not working on tumblr orders from the etsy shop so i'm not above watching some like old horror movies 
One, because the effects so, aren't as realistic. And two, I have yeah. to like remind myself like, oh, that's a special effect. Oh, that's a special effect. I wonder how they did that. Like I have to, yeah. ma- I have to math that out of my head and not get too engrossed because you know how I am. I tend to get really into something and I have an active mm-hmm. imagination, which I think yeah. I said like the last two podcasts we did. I keep bringing that up, but it, it's um, okay. I, I repeat myself every fucking day. <laughs> no, I have to, I have to like take myself out of that moment and be like, Oh, I wonder how they did that effect. Or I wonder what that Mm -hmm. actor was thinking. I have to view it through that lens. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, so I've seen, let's see. Uh, so the doctor, uh, the doctor, uh, the, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, I think is how you say it. Um, uh, the phantom carriage and Nosferatu, are the the, th- the three that I've watched so far. Um, mm-hmm. And all three of those were first time watches. Um, I, any movie that's on this poster that I've seen already, I'm not going to rewatch just because I'm yeah. trying to watch new ones. Um, unless it's one that I just haven't seen in a really long time and want to rewatch, but it's, you know, it's all about watching new ones. And um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Nosferatu is legit good. Like yeah. that, like the the makeup uh, effects that they they did for I forget the actor's name, but dude, it is so good. And like, I don't know if it was intentionally like dark humor, but like I picked up on a little bit of what seemed like dark humor, where the dude like goes to Nosferatu's like big you know castle mansion thing. And they're talking and he shows him a picture of his wife and he's like, his eyes get all wide. And he's like, your wife has a lovely looking neck. (laughs) (laughs) And and the dude's like, what? And he's like, what? (laughs) I was like, this is legit fucking funny. Like it's, it feels like dark humor. (laughs) I was laughing my ass off. That's good. I like that. So wait, was this the original, the 1922 version? Yeah, yeah, the 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 uh the old uh well I I guess I guess it's kind of in color. It's it's very um washed out and um monochromatic, but I think it does have a little bit of color to it. Uh but yeah, it was it was legit good. Uh I mean, all three of these movies that I've seen so far uh, have been pretty good, but they have uh been a, a couple of them try my patience just because you know, like I'm trying to get my bearings on these older movies because they don't mm-hmm. follow the same format as a lot of the more contemporary ones that I'm used to. But anyways, um, that's not really news. We're here to talk about news items. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Zach, do you have any uh, anything else that, nope. that you gathered? Nope. Nope. I got nothing oh. else. Those are, those are the things I wanted to hit just to bring to people's attention. <clears throat> OK, um, so I know we briefly mentioned Dune. Um, earlier, mm. uh, just kind of talking about it, uh, coming to HBO max. Um, the director, Denis Villeneuve, he made headlines. Uh, it seems like he, he, him and his movie are making headlines, like for some reason or another, like every week, uh, for like the last several months, just, you know, Dune is getting a lot of hype, but he apparently was interviewed with this Spanish, uh, either online art, uh, online magazine or o- online publication, um, called, uh, or 
Spanish newspaper El Mundo. So I, I guess it's online and physical. I, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't. Uh, Zach, I don't know if you saw anything about this, but he made some not so generous comments about the MCU and Marvel movies in general. Oh, okay. Um, he. I don't want to take too much out of context, but he, he basically accused them of being like kind of copy paste and um, just lacking ima- uh, imagination and creativity. And uh, it just seems like they get a little redundant over time. And, you know, like, so this is the thing th- This is probably the only topic today that I'm going to get on a soapbox about. Um, do it and I'll try and I'll try not do it coward not to I'll try not to be as dramatic as uh I had it in my head as I was rehearsing it earlier today like a fucking nerd Um, and another thing right (laughs) fuck it we'll do it live um so um for some reason I put in my notes sometimes people just want to be mean to the hot popular girl (laughs) 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 Um, oh, oh yeah, I know why I put that down. Oh, so that, that was a quote from, uh, Kelly Kapoor from the office. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that was one of the first thoughts that I had because it seems like all of these well-known, well-respected, um, filmmakers and directors and producers, they're all, all of a sudden, like within the past year or so, aiming these negative comments towards like comic book movies and the MCU in particular because they've mm-hmm. been so successful. Um, like Martin Scorsese is another one, and there's a couple others. You know, it's not an isolated incident. It, this has been a reoccurring thing. And here's here's the deal. Like, so I I get it's it's easy to target these movies because they have become so big. And it, it, it's also easy to target them because they're, you can make a pretty good argument that they're part of the quote unquote money machine of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's, I don't fault these directors like Scorsese and Villeneuve for making these comments. Like they're, they're obviously entitled to their opinions who I do fault is the, these fucking journalists who think it's fun or funny to bring up this goddamn topic like every possible fucking chance they get to like ask these like world-renowned well-respected like filmmakers like hey what do you think about comic book movies like obviously they they're you know they don't think that they're absolute garbage because um Villeneuve hired like four actors from the MCU. Like he hired Dave Batista, um, Zendaya, uh, uh, Josh Brolin, and, and I, uh, and Oscar Isaac, who uh, they're all in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So obviously he doesn't hate them. Right. Uh, but like these fucking journalists and bloggers and these people that interview these uh, well-respected filmmakers, like they just want to stir the, the, the shit pot and like get, get these filmmakers to make nasty comments about like comic book movies. Like, you know, we, we've talked about this before. They're not supposed to be high art. They're supposed to be fun. And 
like I just <laughs> I don't do you kind of see where I'm going with this like it's it, yeah. it's it's just a, a tad bit infuriating that these pieces of shit like constantly bring up this this question like hey how do you feel about comic book movies you know what shut the fuck up like ask me a question that's like going to like that's like meeting colonel sanders and asking him how paper is made instead of asking <laughs> him the fucking recipe for the 11, 11 herbs and spices like you fucking ass fuck like <laughs> like ask him about the goddamn recipe <laughs> So you like, <laughs> you feel like you feel like maybe it's a little bias coming out in the article of the person doing the interview or writing the piece that they know yeah. what they're going to say or they know what they're fishing yeah. for in that moment. It that's what it feels like to me. Um, OK, it's I could, I could see that. I could see that. I, I don't understand how anybody's surprised that the Marvel mood, movies were meant to make money. I'm not a cinephile. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I wasn't an avid reader of the comic book. So I don't know fully how true to story and true to form they've done the movies, mm-hmm. but I know they've taken a lot of input from Stan Lee. He's in every fucking th- one until he died. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that they're trying to stay true to the story and stay true to the universe. So I, I, yeah. I would never, I, I would never, say that that wasn't the case. Now, if you're, if you're going to say that they like to copy and paste. Yeah. I think that's a fair point to make from somebody who's just now dipping into them. Yeah. Okay. There's probably a formula that's used to tell the story. Yeah. But, but like, I think that is, like I said, it's, it's a fair argument to, to attempt to make the whole copy paste thing. But if you dive just a little bit deeper, like just a tiny bit, like go see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, you will see that that is absolute 100% bullshit. Like that movie is so fucking unique. It uses all Asian actors, um, except for one dude who's Razor Fist um, and is basically like the punchline of the movie almost. Um, and, uh, and, and like it's it's got fucking wuja martial arts in it like mm-hmm. like crouching tiger hidden dragon shit like we have never seen that in a marvel movie so far so how the fuck is that copy paste like cram it up your asshole cram it up your cram hole lafleur <laughs> no i get uh, it fuck you chuck norris uh, <laughs> um and, but, and I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you just want to like shove that into an interview with somebody who's just made this great thing, you know, like why you're, you're, you're looking for something there probably. Yeah. Like ask them more questions about Dune. It's fucking Dune, dude. Like ask them more questions about the movie. Don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, that's my soapbox. I'm, I'm stepping off now officially. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so get off, yeah, get, uh, get off King, not go off King, get off King. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to segue to something semi-related, uh, to, uh, to Dune, um, Hans Zimmer, who did, uh, you know, he's done the score for a billion things and is probably mm-hmm. one of the most genius, um, conductors, uh, and producers of all time of movie scores. 
uh, he actually used Dune for his very first Dolby Atmos audio format. Um, and really the only reason why I know about Dolby Atmos is because I work for a, uh, a record label company, like a, a, a label for classical music. Uh, and that's also a distributor of classical music. Um, and Dolby Atmos is a file that we just recently started accepting and distributing. Um, so when I saw that in like a headline, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I, I kind of know something about Dolby Atmos. Uh, basically, it's just the best fucking sound you're going to get uh, ever um, up, till, up to this point. So if you find a movie that has Dolby Atmos, just fucking go see it. doesn't matter what it is because it's going to have like the most immersive 3D layered sound. Like the way that I understand it is that when they record, like, you know, each, it just helps to put each instrument on its own layer so you can better isolate each part of the, the collective track. Um, so that when you go to listen to it, every uh, every single instrument in that composition is is more clear, um, and it sounds like an actual band. Like if you're gonna go see it live, and you're like, oh, I can hear the guitar part, I can hear the bass part, I can hear the drums, like I can hear the vocals. Like it, it's supposed to be that level of immersiveness where mm-hmm. you just you can hear very clearly. Um, all the elements that make up the score. And so I, I thought that was cool that um, the, the Dune, um, uh, the, the Dune um, soundtrack will be available in Dolby Atmos. So that's, that's pretty dope I wonder, for, I wonder if that's something you'll be able to tell outside of the theater. Um, I can, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I can't speak to uh, those that, don't have a sick ass surround sound set up in their house. Um, that's my one claim to fame. I don't have a lot of nice things. I got Bose headphones and I have a sick ass surround sound system. I don't have a subwoofer yet, but (laughs) I do have a five speaker surround sound in my living room. And the first thing that I watched that I noticed had Dolby Atmos was, uh, the Godzilla versus Kong movie when it mm-hmm. came out on HBO max and theaters, I, I had to go, uh, I don't think theaters were really open. So I go, uh, I had to watch it at home and Holy shit. Did that, uh, the, did the sound for that movie blow me out of the fucking water? Like yeah. it was, it, I mean, it was one of the reasons why I, I think that movie was so great. Uh, it, it was just the experience. Like I might as well have been in the theater. Like, yes, my screen was significantly smaller than a fucking movie theater screen. But um, yeah, I, I'd say if you like, it's going to be one of those things where you need a decent set of speakers or headphones to mm-hmm. really reap the benefits of like, you know, if it's not going to make too much sense to play a movie that has Dolby Atmos on like some laptop speakers. Like you're not going to get the full effect, but um, it is cool that it seems like this is becoming more and more of a trend so that those that 
do have the means to take advantage of that great sound quality that are kind of like audiophiles. Like I wouldn't even necessarily consider myself an audiophile, but I'm bordering <laughs> on that, uh, that, that edge there. So, um, well, it's lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll go get myself some sick ass Bose headphones <clears throat> and check it out. Dude, I, I bought these, uh, I want to say maybe four years ago. Um, and it, I, I spent like my tax return money on them. Um, yeah. Cause I, I had just been eyeing them for too long and I was like, fuck it. I got the money. I'll get them. And dude, like, uh, best investment of my entire life. Yeah. I've got, them. uh, I've got a couple things I bought that I like use every day, you know, and mm-hmm. a good set of headphones. It's pretty, pretty solid, uh, pretty solid yeah. investment. I've, I'm still working with these. I think they're like $12 that yeah. I bought just, just for like starting out. But I, I was eyeing the mm. Sony ones. They had some that weren't too overly priced. Don't get me wrong. It's still some money for some decent sure. headphones, but I need yeah, to Sony makes up, some, upgrade these guys. Sure. Sony makes some good headphones. Um, yeah. My, uh, my TV is a Sony and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, moving on, uh, so kind of segueing into some, uh, DC slash, uh, Batman slash Warner brothers stuff. So just real quick, uh, Matt Reeves, he tweeted a photo of himself editing the new, uh, the Batman movie. Um, I think that was back on the 18th, um, of this month. And, uh, he, he was just, like I said, he shared a photo of himself editing, uh, and he, it was just a, uh, quick little promo for DC's fandom that they're doing in a couple weeks in October, which I'm pretty fucking stoked for, but like, that's what he's editing for. I mean, obviously he's editing the, the movie, but he's also probably putting footage together for a second trailer. Cause we still have only gotten that one trailer for, um, the new Batman movie. What is DC's fandom? Uh, so that is, uh, how can I explain it? So, <clears throat> you know, like, um, Sony and PlayStation had that, live stream event, uh, like last week or the week before where they mm-hmm. released like uh, a bunch of like upcoming titles. Yeah. So imagine that, but it's all DC related and it's, it's not just like movies. It, it, it is movies. It's TV shows. It's video games. So like last year, uh, that was, um, when we got our first look at, uh, the Batman movie and they weren't even done filming. Like, I, I think he said they had like 25% of the movie filmed at that point in time, but they still cut a pretty sick trailer. Uh, uh, but they also had like, a, I, I forget the name of the video game, but it was, I think it was supposed to, the setting is like Batman died, I think. And so it was like Nightwing and um, maybe Robin and a couple others uh, that had to like step up and re- replace Batman. Um, I don't think the game has come out yet. If it has, please don't take away my nerdy street cred. Uh, like I said, I'm only a casual gamer. But um, yeah, it's just like all things DC related. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like movies. It's, it's like everything. Um, you can go to like the, the website for it and, and learn a little bit more about it, but it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, just even if like, you're not super into DC or, um, like into everything that they, uh, they are like unveiling, um, mm-hmm. it's still fun to like watch all the stuff that they, they have coming down the pike. So I have never watched a single Superman movie, but I've always heard, and it's like a trope. They've never made a mm-hmm. good one that does justice to the character. I know nothing, but that's just something I've heard. Um, yeah, I am not a huge, uh, you, you said Superman, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am not a huge Superman fan, so I'm definitely not the best judge uh, uh, or best person to answer that question. I do know that that's uh, an opinion held by a few people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard a few people answer that. I've heard uh, a lot of like quote unquote purists say like there hasn't been a good Superman movie since um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the guy, the, the original Superman, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. The guy who had a part, was it Parkinson's? Yeah. Or, uh, Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Um, yep. but, uh, yeah, I, I know I it's know. a hotly, that's just, that, I know that's it's just something that I've, that I've, that I've heard before. And I don't know if it's just gatekeepers being gatekeepers or if it's like it, a legit problem. It hasn't been true to the character. Uh, I'd say it's probably a healthy dose of both because, you know, there's, there's going to be unsatisfied entitled pricks, um, and gatekeepers wherever you go. Yeah. Uh, Get them. So (laughs) get them. They didn't follow this shit in middle school. Fucking get (laughs) them. They made fun of me for it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's it. I, I'd say it's probably a, a difference of, uh, or a combination of both. So yeah, whatever. That's uh, just something I heard. Yeah. Um, how about so, this? Uh, I, how about this? Okay. If it, anybody in the Facebook group, you let me know. There mm. you go. There's a call to action. Yeah. Yeah. Fight Good on, fight online. Action. You cowards fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> Put up your dukes. Uh, so, um, continuing with the, the, the DC and, uh, Warner brothers, um, content, apparently there has been a little bit of a quote unquote civil war between HBO, uh, HBO max and Warner brothers films. Uh, I, f- I forget the names of the two parties, but basically they're they're uh the chief content officer of hbo max is like yeah let's do more of the snyderverse uh stuff where mm-hmm. uh, they want to continue doing more um snyder made um dc movies like they want to continue the dceu that he has begun to establish you know we mm-hmm. have the um they released the snyder cut finally of the justice league Zach, I, I, you didn't see that yet. Did you, or, or did you, I can't remember. No, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, well it was, uh, you know, 
some people still had problems with it, but I, I fucking loved it. And it undoubtedly, it was a huge step up from the theatrical release that Joss Whedon had to come in and, and take over and do all the reshoots for and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. So apparently the, the content officer and, uh, of HBO max wants to continue the Snyderverse and, um, but folks at Warner brothers movies do not, they're like, we're fucking done with it. We're, we're ready to move on to other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like I, I kind of see both sides. Like I would really love to see, uh, Zack Snyder just do all of the DC movies from here on out because I've loved his take on most of what he's contributed to the DCEU so far. Uh, so I, I definitely would be a fan of more movies under uh, under his name. But uh, yeah, I can understand some logistical issues that uh, Warner Brothers films may have. Okay. I have to I have to take your your take on that because I I have sure. no idea who that person is or why he's great, but I trust you. So sure, um, you know uh, Zack Snyder he did three hundred and yeah, um, I mean okay. you're familiar with three hundred, right? Um, oh yeah, he did yeah. that and he did uh, Sucker Punch and um, God. Uh, I'm blanking on a couple of them right now. I could pull it up on IMDb, but nah. what's the fun in that? It's um, not that deep. <laughs> it is, in fact, not. Um, let's see. We hey, uh, apparently. Sorry. Before go you go on, I got to plug in my laptop. So before you hit the next topic, let me do that. Okay. Because I uh, I didn't plug it in. I don't know what my computer did. I was hanging. That's cool. I'm going to make a note of the timestamp so I can have it for editing purposes okay sorry 51 i was making a note of the timestamp for yep editing that's, purposes. that's my bad <clears throat> nope you're good um all right, so uh, uh, sorry, I've spent a little too much time on uh, these first few topics, so I'm going to just try and bang out the next couple. Uh, so for um, or during this uh, this last Sunday's Emmys, uh, the Emmy Awards, we got our first footage for uh, the Peacemaker spinoff series. Peacemaker, of course, he was a um, one of the characters in the new Suicide Squad movie um, directed by James Gunn. So this is going to be a, uh, I think they're calling it a spiritual successor to, um, uh, to the Suicide Squad. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it was uh, re- reported, quote unquote, not set in stone or anything, but just reported that Ezra Miller has signed on for a trilogy of uh, Flash movies. Uh, I mean, we're obviously confirmed for one, and. Uh, it has been confirmed that they're doing um, the the story from the Flashpoint comic book series, which I am familiar with. I have not personally read. Um, Zach, are, are you familiar at all? Uh, like at least the name of Flashpoint? No, I'm not. By chance? No. It's cool. Like I said, I, I'm basically just familiar with the name of it. Um, 
<clears throat> I would like to read it before the movies come out, though. Um, but apparently it is a big, uh, big to do in the Flash. Uh, just overall uh, character arc in the comic books. Uh, it's apparently one of the more popular runs. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Um, let's let's get out of the the comic book movie shit. Um, so, uh, Mike Flanagan, one of my favorite new horror uh, horror directors. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he did um, The Haunting of Hill House uh, and also The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, he did Gerald's Game, uh, a couple others. Uh, but uh, he uh, his newest series, um, it's a limited series coming to Netflix, uh, actually this Friday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's called Midnight Mass. Um, and uh, from what I gathered in my uh in from in what i've read in my research it's for the most part his first original work like everything else has been based off of either uh you know like a previous work or like a you know adapted from a book or short story like you know he did dr sleep obviously that's based off a stephen king book haunting of hill house is based very very loosely off of a i believe is a book by shirley jackson um, Gerald's Game, that, that's another um, Stephen King book. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, from, from what I gather, uh, Midnight Mass is like his first like foray into like his, like original work. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see um, what he does with that. I, I watched the trailer the other day and it looks fucking awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um Zach, I know you're uh, you really liked the uh, the Mandalorian, correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked that a lot. Cool, um, I I did as well. I, I fucking loved it. I, I thought it was an awesome addition to not only the the Star Wars catalog but the Disney Plus catalog as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is there's been some news uh, regarding the book of Boba Fett, so. It was, uh, they actually released the the episode titles and they all follow like the same kind of like naming convention. Like it has the blank. So like the champion, the assassin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, they all, uh, the, the numbering of them also, uh, it, it's slightly confusing, but at the same time clears things up. So it starts with chapter 17 and that answers the question of where it falls within the the universe of the Mandalorian. Um, okay. Because that's what the Mandalorian did, where if you noticed where season two started, it wasn't like season two, episode one. It was like chapter nine or something like that. Um, hmm. And then ran to, I believe, chapter 16, which would make uh, chapter 17 uh, the, the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. So this okay. kind of answers the question of like, where does the book of Boba Fett fall within the realm of the storyline that they told with the Mandalorian? And, uh, I mean, I don't think it necessarily answers a ton of questions, but it is apparent that it is supposed to kind of 
take place in the same worlds. Like they're, you know, they're not completely writing off the Mandalorian and, and his character. Uh, and it, it seems like it is possible that there could be some crossover as well, where we see the Mandalorian in some episodes of um, the book of Boba Fett, which would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zach, what, what do you think? Are you, are you excited for, for this? Uh, are you, um, how do you feel? Didn't even, it? didn't even know it was a thing, but I do love all the <laughs> new star Wars content coming out. Like I, I love the Mandalorian. I like the new movies. I think they're fun. It makes me want to like go back into that universe mm-hmm. because like Marvel, I had only seen like the original trilogy, like in passing right. in the prequels with like Jar Jar Binks and all that stuff. And I, I did actually watch those. I think I watched up to, um, Oh God, I can't remember if I watched the first two of the original trilogy and I don't, don't at me. I don't care. I can't remember the titles, but, or what order they go in, but I, I've always appreciated and really liked the movies and I'm loving mm-hmm. all the new stuff that's coming out. I, I couldn't get enough yeah. of Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved it too. So good. And like, I, I, I like how it's both literally and figuratively like a little bit more grounded in reality. Like, yes, there's like the, the crate dragon, which is fucking dope and terrifying. Um, like I remember seeing that shit and like Lindsay and I were watching it. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, for those that you that don't know, um, like I just turned to her mouth open, like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for, um, the book of Boba Fett. I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, he seems a little bit more, um, uh, I don't want to say evil, but, um, his character might have more questionable morals than, than Mando. I, I could be wrong. Um, you kind of got you, that vibe, didn't you? From the Mandalorian too. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I don't know why I felt like he, he may have been a little bit more rough. So if you had to climb out of a fucking Sarlacc pit, you might have a bit of a chip on your shoulder, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, if I had to climb out of a fucking Sarlacc pit, like, first of all, everyone for like 40 fucking years thinks you're dead. All right. Then you got to climb out and you got to wander around the fucking desert for who knows how long um, until some random person picks you up. Be like, hey, hop on in. Um, I'll take you to the nearest Sitco gas station. Get yourself a Gatorade. Um, uh, that's exactly what happened, by the way. Um, that was that was his escape. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, do you, do you remember me asking you about your favorite actors, like B list, and yes. how I wanted to like play a game, and we, we yeah. didn't do it because I, I decided not to do it because I thought it would be stupid. But it's funny you bring that up because <laughs> okay. I just discovered. Uh, cameo and i know cameo has been around but i've never actually been on it have you ever been on the site and looked at who's there so one of my friends uh asked or uh brought it up during a conversation we were having a few months back and i I forget what the context was but he brought it up and i i I didn't know what it was and uh so i went to go look at it and i was like oh okay that's that's kind of neat um so yeah short answer is yes i i am aware well, one of the people that I came across was somebody named Mark Anthony Austin, and he was wearing 
a Mandalorian helmet, Boba Fett's helmet, and his picture. And as in a matter, a matter of fact, in all of his pictures, he's wearing the helmet, which I guess you kind of okay. have to, right? If you're going to be that guy and you're going to do cameo, you got to wear the helmet, right? But right. Uh, you want to take a stab at uh, how much it cost Mark Anthony Austin to do a cameo and wish your buddy a happy birthday or tell somebody to fuck <laughs> off for you? Um, $300. Fifty bucks. That's that's how much it takes for a personal really? use cameo from this person. Yep. Unless Holy it's for a business. Shit. And, and then it says that... three hundred fifty bucks. And we could play this game later if you want, because I've actually found a few people that you would remember from your childhood on here. Dude, we need to uh, let's use our Patreon funds and uh, <laughs> get a get a cameo. And, yeah, and get them to give shout out. Like, I mean, we're not registered as an LLC, so we can just say like, "Hey, it's for the podcast." We're not registered as an LLC, so it's not for business use. Um, well, how about we just get get one for one of our Patreon donors? We'll just pick one at random and get a Patreon <laughs> for somebody. <laughs> this is what your money is going towards. We're giving, but uh, it's, it's got to be like, it's got to be like. Hang on, I found the guy who played Mister Feeny on here. It's got to be just, it can't be like anything that they would like. It's got to be like, I found the, the kid from the movie Brink when you were at the Disney movie, or it's got to be like, uh, like Dougie Doug's on here or Chris Hansen from Dateline. <laughs> I would spend $50 to send somebody a cameo from Chris Hansen just apropos of nothing. Yeah. So I initially, I thought that it was like, so I, I guess that's the reason why you said like B list actors is because like a lot of B list and C list actors are on there because they have not time a to lot do of A listers. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna. Find, but uh... but um, you know who I did find on there is John Cleese, the fucking legendary John Cleese. Spill it. I, I'm bad with actors' names. Uh, like I have uh, to see a face. John Cleese. So he he was in a lot of Monty Python stuff. Um. Oh, actor, comedian, he, John Cleese. Yeah, uh, look him up real quick. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you, you, Oh, he you, doesn't have a price. Yeah. Okay. Well, Not taking so, any bookings at this moment. Oh, he's, uh, he's probably busy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, we, we should look into that for some sort of future endeavor. That, that would be fun. So, um, the, uh, the, really the, the last thing I have is, uh, we got the first trailer for Guillermo del Toro's, uh, new movie nightmare alley, which looks fucking dope as shit. Um, it's got a pretty cool cast. Um, it's got Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Leroy Jenkins. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, had to do it. Uh, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and David Stratham. Stratham? 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 I don't know if I know that person. Maybe he's a face person and not a name person where I recognize his face. Anyways, um, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't take down the plot or synopsis because I'm a terrible person. Uh, but yeah, just... Go look it up yourself if you haven't had a chance to look at the plot or watch the trailer. It looks awesome. Um, 
I mean, it looks like a classic Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, he he makes incredible films, and uh, I'm super excited for this movie. Uh, so I'll check it out. Yeah, Zach, do you uh, have you seen any of his movies by chance? I think he I'm did. Sh- like, the I'm sh- sure I have. I believe he did The Shape of Water. Um, he also did Pan's Labyrinth. Um, God, I, I know I've seen some of Pan's Labyrinth. Really, really dug that too. I like it a lot. Yeah, that is that is a fucking great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that kind of stuff though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had. Uh, do you, uh, you, you said you went through all your news items, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had those couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, before we move on, do you want to take a, a stab at, uh, how much it's going to cost Mr. Feeney, uh, Mr. Feeney for a cameo? Um, I'm not sure who is that? Uh, Bill Daniels. You remember the show Boy Meets World? Mm. Okay. Did you ever watch he that was one? The, he was the teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I overshot uh, last time. Um, I'm going to go with a hundred bucks. 150 bucks. Okay. Not what about uh, Corey's brother, Eric? Eric Matthews over under Mr. Feeney. What do you think? Uh, see, like, I feel like I, if I actually watched boy meets world growing up, I could do better at this game. <laughs> well, but, uh, uh, Will Friedel was the actor's name. Uh, if I'm saying that right, 80 bucks for him, uh, for anybody that okay. cares, the dad, William Russ, 50 bucks. So Feeney coming out on top. And for anybody that wants to, you can go on Cameo and click on Bill Daniels' uh, link and realize how much of a son of a bitch time really is. <laughs> is he, just, uh, yeah. is he's he an old, a little he, He's old now, man. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know. Ooh, what about uh, Brian Cox from uh, Succession and X-Men? It's up there. Okay. Hmm. 325 um, for a cameo from him. All right. Yeah. Well, there, there's all kinds of people on here that like Kenny G's on here. Why? <laughs> why? Well, I know why. Fucking the, those <laughs> albums aren't moving. Uh, <laughs> and there's like, there's all kinds of, there's like, there's like athletes on here and there's YouTubers and just internet famous people. Hmm. Interesting. Pretty cool. Check it out. Get Get on there and mess around. Okay. Do the muscle rail. Um, you want to do our shit that doesn't suck segment? Sure. Jump into that. that shit. Cool. Shit that doesn't suck. I did mention Nosferatu earlier uh, for a few minutes, but fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do that for my shit that doesn't suck. Um, so, yeah, like I I know I claim to be, uh, you know, a pretty decent horror fan, yet I am just now getting around to watching the infamous Nosferatu film. 
so I, I do apologize. You can probably take a couple strikes um, off of my my nerdy street cred when it comes to horror. But um, like I said earlier in the episode, I did really enjoy it. Uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh shit, he's coming to get you. <laughs> like, but uh, like the, there's a moment in, um, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, where he's, uh, he's sailing under, uh, in a, under the, the, the cabin or whatever in a, in a boat. Um, cause this, you know, this is like 1920s, uh, when people sailed around in, in boats and ships and mm-hmm. there's a, there's a dude who was like breaking open coffins, uh, to see what's inside. Cause they were like transporting coffins and like a bunch of mice come out of it. And I don't know if it like disturbed his slumber, but all of a sudden Nosferatu is like, Oh, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's a silent film. So he didn't say that, but, uh, the look on his face, I was like, he is going to eat your fucking nutsack. <laughs> Um, uh, or, or drink your blood. Uh, you know, one of the two, th- um, one of those. Yeah. Uh, speaking in- of vampires, so. did we talk about uh, what we do in the shadows new season? I think I brought that up uh, last episode. You d- yeah. I-, I think you did bring that up. Uh, during, we should be getting our third episode, episode of that. I th- I think we're getting our third episode this week. So look out for nice. that. If, if you're, if you're not into it, now's a great time to start because we're only a few episodes in. Yeah. And that's all on Hulu. Correct yep 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 right on yeah um i definitely uh it'll probably have to wait until after a horror movie season after i bang out all these horror movies that i need to watch uh but yeah uh, that's definitely on my list like i said uh, when you brought it up last week i had started watching uh the um the first season and i really really liked it but i just for whatever reason shit came up and then it's just my ADHD brain was like, Oh, let's go focus on something else for like a prolonged period of time. And then I promptly <laughs> forgot about it. So, uh, yeah, but anyways, that's enough about me. What's what you got for us this week, Zachary. Uh, if you haven't seen it, there is a show called baskets. I think it's also on Hulu. Have you dipped into that one yet? Um, no, it does ring a bell though. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, plays two brothers. He plays two roles and his mom is played by Louis Anderson. And for, if no other reason (laughs) you go watch this show and watch Louis Anderson absolutely crush this role. He is so fucking good he makes oh my the show God. i'm not kidding he is he is that good in that role i, I highly okay, well, recommend that one well i i like louis anderson and i fucking love zach galifianakis so mm-hmm. i am definitely gonna put this one on my list you said it's called baskets baskets yeah okay well i am opening up my hulu app on my cellular device and I am going. I'm not. To I'm not even going to get into the plot point. I'm not. I'm not going to get into the plot of a story. I, I'll, I'll let you go in cold. It really is a good show. Three okay. seasons, I think. And the third season right is my favorite. It's when um, 
a new character is introduced and he just does usually, you know, they kind of drop off after like the second or third season, but it's just like solid all the way through. Sure. Uh, awesome. uh something else. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I got a, um, box from Michael, other Michael, my other buddy, Michael, he sent me, um, you know, that, um, that show hot ones. You ever watch that one? Uh, that's a, a YouTube uh, mm-hmm. series right or okay yep. yeah so i have seen bits and pieces and clips uh i don't think i've ever watched a, a whole episode but i am familiar with the premise it's like celebrities or you know uh, big personalities and get on there and they try foods with different these like powerful you know knock your socks off hot sauces and then uh, have like wings. a conversation Yes, it's 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 wings. Uh, so it's like a it's like a hot wing show unless the person okay. doesn't eat meat and well, they'll do they'll do like cauliflower or something like that. But um, it's uh pretty good. They go from like a lower tier hot sauce to like a higher tier hot sauce and they work their way up. And while they're doing that, um, he interviews them and it's mm-hmm. it's the Pete Davidson one. He's just falling to pieces like halfway through and he's like <laughs> choking and sweating and like having to blow his nose and like chug milk. It's 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 funny, but you can buy oh the hot God. sauces. And uh, Michael Thomas sent me a box of um, some hot ones, hot sauces. I've got like, I think four bottles in the fridge in there. Um, and I've, oh, I've nice. been trying those. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, if you're a fan of the show, you can actually buy the hot sauces from them and they're good. They're good. That's I'm cool. Really, um, really pleased with that. Yeah. I, uh, I don't handle spicy too too well i i do like a nice buffalo sauce but i mm-hmm. will say that like a mild is about as strong as i can go like i can do sometimes i can do a medium but mild is i, I don't know i am so white in that aspect. standard white I, right <laughs> um black do, pepper have, too spicy <laughs> this mayonnaise is spicy um <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, have you ever had to sign a waiver for any hot sauce? Like, cause I, I know that at no. some places, maybe at, uh, I think at Buffalo Wild Wings and several yeah. other, um, places like that, that special, that like hot sauce is their thing where like a wide variety of hot sauces is kind of like their thing for mm-hmm. the spicy one, like top tier, you have to yeah. sign a waiver for it. Um, because it's, uh, it's going to melt your fucking face off. Um, yeah. Funny, so was, funny story. I've actually had their hottest one by accident before. Uh, I was with my dad and I was younger, maybe 20 something early twenties. Okay. Wow. Feels weird saying that, but we were in a Buffalo wild wings and neither, neither one of us were real familiar with the restaurant. So we both mm-hmm. like hot wings. So we ordered the hottest sauce they had. That's what we told her. And she was like, you sure? And we're like, yeah. You know, thinking it was just like your little bit hotter than your standard hot, you know, like you would get anywhere else. It just right. hurt. It didn't even taste good. It was just painful. It, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't like make a sign a wave or anything like that, but damn, it just, it wasn't good. I, I don't like that. I do like some spice. Like I, I put spice in pretty much everything I eat. I feel like, but mm-hmm. just, it, it, there's no flavor, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, our mutual friend, Andrew, I, uh, you know, whenever the three of us used to work at Olive Garden, you know, back in those days, um, 
<clears throat> Andrew and I went to Buffalo Wild Wings after work one day and he wanted to try it. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we usually don't, you know, give you just one. But I, I think since like they were getting ready to close, like they had some extra wings left over. So they brought him like one wing dipped mm-hmm. in uh, or tossed in the, the hottest sauce. And I took out my phone and I took video of him. I wish I still had it. Um, but it, unfortunately it was on like an older phone, but he Gross. was like, it's just, it kind of, it kind of comes at you in waves really. And like, I see like the sweat starting to beat up on his forehead and just drip God. down his face. Like he's trying to man. power it, through it. It doesn't yeah. taste good. It's just painful. It, it's just, it's just pain. Yeah, no. Yeah. Actually, I've got uh, sitting over here thinking about it. It's it's not too late. I'm trying not to eat past six. I was like 10 o'clock here. I might go plop some of those uh, boneless panko chicken things in the air fryer and toss a few just for a little snack. Kind of hungry. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Um, well, I'll, uh, I, I guess that's a good place to stop it. Um, Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another electrifying and invigorating edition of the Garage Podcast. Um, We appreciate you tuning in. Like always, you can find us on all the social media platforms, all the podcast apps. Leave us a rating and review if you feel so inclined. Uh, Subscribe to our Patreon if you enjoy throwing money at complete strangers <laughs> or near strangers uh we something's we got to keep this motherfucker afloat yeah we promise we probably won't use it for cocaine and hookers uh probably can't make any hardcore promises but we probably won't use it for cocaine and hookers i get drug um, tested regularly so i can speak for myself i don't know what david's yeah. gonna do with it <laughs> uh yeah all that account unaccounted for time where i'm like just out driving around and uh leave the the wife and kids at home for hours on end <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's like he said he was driving uber i don't know what he's doing <laughs> um do you, but anyways, do you do that really do you drive uber sometimes no no i i no. used to uh several years ago just as i a thought about side- it side thing it's yeah. it's not a bad way to make money um it, it, in a pinch like it's super easy to to hop on the platform and start driving like yeah. I, I mean as long as you don't have an issue passing a background check um and you have a good car and working condition then uh it's it's pretty easy so yeah. um but anyways uh thank you listeners um and as always be kind stay key and eat lots of cheesecake bye Bye-bye.